This is TJ Pierce, and welcome to Next Up, a mid-century homes production, where we love sharing the people, ideas, and happenings of those involved in the culture of all things mid-century architecture and design. If you have a suggestion or comment, please feel free to reach us via email at info at mid-centuryhomes.com. On today's episode, we have Susan Paduano, the current owner of the Phillips home built by Art Troutner. Our company listed this home in the fall of 2017, and in the spring of 18, Susan and her husband decided that they would become the next caretakers of this beautiful home. Welcome to the show, Susan. Let's jump right in. Tell us about the process of finding and acquiring this unique home and piece of architecture. Um, Let's see. Well, Paul and I had been living outside the city on an acreage and were ready to move back into Boise. But having had so much space and privacy around, I was really looking for something unique and that felt um, that felt um, private while still being in the city. And that's how I found this house. Yeah, that's what attracted you to it to begin with, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and we actually got that comment quite a bit um, from people that didn't know much about the home is they thought that it was like out in the woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So from a setting standpoint, all that, you know, mature landscaping that's, you know, 60, 70 years old really provided a, a great kind of, you know, pillow or cushion around the house and giving you that setting of you're somewhere other than in the city. Oh, definitely. With the tr- with the leaves on the trees toward the street, um, you can't see the park. It wasn't until fall that I was, you know, aware that you could, you know, once the leaves were gone, you could actually see through and see the park and yeah. vice versa, see the house from the park. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that we found interesting, too, when we were doing all the tours while the home was listed, um, we had people that dropped their kids off right there at the school and said, we've driven by this house so many times and didn't even know it was here. <laughs> right. Right. So it definitely a unique aspect to the home. But once you got there, what it, what else did you find interesting about this home? It is an incredibly comfortable space to live in. Um, we, our previous home was a, you know, a straight. And this one is, is based on triangles, but in a sense, circular. Um, And it just is a very comfortable space to have company in and to actually live in. Give me a little bit more detail on the things that make it comfortable. Um, Let's see, the wood ceilings, I think really help with the acoustics. Um, the, The cinder block walls, uh, you wouldn't think you would want cinder block walls, but they actually provide a lot of sound absorption. And the fact that you can come in the front door and either head toward one end of the kitchen or come through the living room and end up at the other end of the kitchen is is really actually very, very handy. <laughs> that, that's an interesting note because in our own galley kitchen, there's only one entrance and exit where you have two. I'm sure it makes it actually fun to um, entertain people as well. 
It does. And it doesn't, the kitchen does not seem small. I think by today's standards, it's probably quite yeah. small, but it, it is a very easy to kitchen, kitchen to right. work in, especially with other people, because like you say, there's a, there's two entrances yeah. and exits. Yeah, that's cool. Um, when you're in the decision-making process of you're going to make this your home, was there anything that seemed you know, pretty overwhelming or maybe too challenging? Um, well, I would say not too challenging because we did buy yeah. it. Um, but um, I think the biggest challenge that we haven't surmounted yet is acquiring an easement for our own driveway. Yeah. Um, it is not a quick process. Um, so that is something that we're being patient with. <laughs> well, and, and, and tell the listeners a little bit about that. What is the easement and what are you trying to accomplish? So uh, the strip of land between the street and the yard here is partially owned by the park that is across the street and down the street. It's called Bowden Park. Yeah. So part of that, that strip belongs to us and part of it belongs to the city. So I have asked, I have, um, we had to get it surveyed and then appraised and then submit it to the parks department. Um, I've asked for 16 feet because that's what the neighbors received. Um, so we will have to buy a piece of that property in order to create a driveway on our own property. Right now, the home is accessed by um, another easement across the next door neighbor's driveway. Yeah. Gotcha. And and that little strip there, that's part of what provides privacy to the home, correct? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So although I'm asking for 16 feet, I'm probably not going to take it because um, I really, you know, we love the, that buffer right. that, that that vegetation provides. Right, right. What about um, your past experiences in previous homes that you have owned? Are there any similarities at all in any of those homes to the one that you're currently living in? Uh, none. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, No, that's, that's part of the reason that this home, this, you know, this house is so much fun to live in. It is just um, the period it was built in is so different than anything we've ever lived in before. The, um, the things that I consider to be modern that they put in in 1958 um, astound me. The, you know, the push to close cupboards, the, the cupboard in the kitchen that has the hand pull to pull, pull the whole tray, a uh, cupboard tray right. out. Um, there are things about this house that were, that were um, very ahead of its time. Oh yeah. No. And, and it's funny when we use the term mid-century modern, I think there's a lot of people that that just think that that means, you know, modern day amenities inside of the bones of grandma's home. But your home indeed is a mid-century modern of the era. And and they were pushing the envelope and doing things that were, you know, very unique and very, um, I, I would say almost, uh, you know, their their take on pushing the envelope of what was possible in a living space your home exemplifies that to a very large degree 
I've, I've had people ask me if Art Troutner designed furniture for the home, like um, Frank Lloyd Wright did with his right. homes. And it, it makes you wonder what kind of conversations went on between Dr. Phillips and Art Troutner at the time. Yeah, it, that's a great question. I've actually never thought about that or been asked that question. But there's a handful of people that I know are well-versed in Art Troutner theology. Um, I'll see if I can get that question answered for you. Uh, that's a, it, be, it's, it, it makes one curious yeah, now. Yeah, it, it is a good one. Um, I love the fact that this is a completely new experience for you, what this home is and how it lives and operates. And the thing that I think I found most interesting about the process of helping you understand more about this home and whether or not this would be a home that would meet your needs is, wouldn't you agree you were not necessarily a mid-century enthusiast when you decided to buy this home? Oh, definitely. I was not um, appreciative of different architectural styles, but I'd never delved into any of it. Uh, um, And that has that has it's it's like buying a house that becomes a hobby. Yeah, Uh, because uh, I've you know, I it's it's very fun to shop for appropriate lamps or, um, you know, figure out what is the most appropriate thing to do as far as the house is concerned. Right, right. And I think the the thing that I would be interested in, and I think our audience would be interested in hearing about is, you know, the, the process that you have gone through and living in that home for nearly a year, what have you found most interesting about the era and the style of design and the architecture? Like, tell us about that. Um, well, uh, the, the, the design is very simple um simple clean lines i probably tend to like danish modern more than um than the regular modern. why is that uh, you know i am not sure yeah. when i was younger there was a a store here over on fairview and that sold teak furniture from um sweden and denmark yep. and it was some of the first furniture we ever bought. Okay. Um, and I think part of it probably tugs at my heartstrings for yeah. that. Um, uh, but it that kind of furniture kind of dictates a cleaner living space, mm-hmm. kind of a simpler living space, right. which is, uh, it's very comfortable. Yeah. Clean and easy. Yes. Wouldn't you agree? most assuredly so um would you call yourself a mid-century enthusiast today enthusiast kind of makes it sound like i travel to conventions or something (laughs) and i don't think i do that but um i definitely keep my you know ear to the ground and i've discovered wonderful stores that boise has that um and uh people that are that are great um, people to go to for questions. Yeah. Um, I would Boise say I would very I would say we have a lot of mid-century enthusiasts that are here and local to Boise that also don't travel to conventions, but would consider themselves themselves someone who are, you know, in in regular pursuit of learning more about the era 
in a way that as they learn more about it, they continue to appreciate it and enjoy it even more. I would say you're one of those people. If, you know, termed that way, I would yeah. say yes. Okay. Um, well, yes. today I, I endorse you as a new mid-century enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for welcoming me to your group. And, and, you know, specific to that, one of the challenges that you've had as the new homeowner is when you took ownership of this home, there were things that needed to be done. And I know you've made updates. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the um, one of the first things we did was raise the height of the living room, dining room floor to meet the height of the kitchen. Um, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, it was carpeted in the living room, dining room, and then linoleum in the kitchen. And we put in cork yeah. in that whole space. Um, so it seems more like one big kind of V-shaped space as opposed to, you know, the delineation yeah. of the step and the, the difference in um, flooring. Right. We have replaced all of the appliances um, the sinks in the kitchen and in the upstairs bathroom, the countertops. Um, let's see, I had the, all the inside painted. Uh, we put an accent wall, a lime green accent wall that kind of comes around. And instead of uh, vinyl or whatever, linoleum, whatever, the, I think it was countertop material behind the stove. Yeah. I had that tile right. um, in a mid-century modern-esque tile. And I also put that above the desk okay. in the kitchen. Gotcha. Did, uh, didn't you tackle the upstairs shower as well? Yes, that was going to be on the slate for this year sometime. But the shower decided otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> it gave up. <laughs> The, 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 the bathroom upstairs had a, a square white tub and then the walls and the, and the slope ceiling were the Oakley stone. Yeah. And when I went to try to clean it, pieces of grout started falling mm -hmm. down and you could push it and it was just giving way from the ceiling. Yeah. So right before Christmas, we, we had a shower put in gotcha. just a walk-in shower. We kept the same footprint as the tub. But um, we use that same tile that we use down in the kitchen, oh, just a very clean yeah. white. Um, so it's just a walk-in shower and it has a very simple glass door. Yeah, very cool. You know, the, the yeah. Phillips family called that space the cave. And um, there's, they, they were correct because it was dark and um, yeah, not very well lit. No. There's a lot of windows, but you're stepping into a dark yes. space. And now it's the app the it's the exact opposite. That's cool. It's really light. Yeah. Um and uh but we kept the light that's above there and then we also had a fan fan okay. because that bathroom did not have a fan. Yeah. The only ventilation window. So that took a while to find somebody that was willing to scale the roof and cut a hole in it for us. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. That's funny. Interesting. Well, I mean, we've gotten, um, I, I'm fairly certain you know this, but uh, as far as Boise architecture goes, and specifically Art Troutner's pieces of architecture, um, you, you've got 
a gem and one that people like referencing and looking back to and pointing to uh, and are curious about, right? I mean, we had a lot of foot traffic through that house when it was on the market. And so we've had a handful of people ask questions like, you know, is she updating the home? What are they doing? Right. So that'll be really interesting information. <laughs> I, what am I really? Yeah, and, and, you know, I think it's, it, it's hard because there are things that you can update that you can't ever get back. And there are things that you can update that you can always change. And I think that you've done a really good job. And, and granted, you know, I think um, when your home is made available to Idaho Modern for touring in the spring of 2020, people will see this. But I think what what most people will see is that you've spent a significant time mulling over your various options and making a choice that was both right for the home, right for the era and right for you. Yeah. Right. And, it, and it has right. to be those things, you know. Well, and it, the fact that Jeff and Greg Phillips are um, amenable to to talking with me and emailing back and forth has made a huge difference because this is the home they grew up in. And I do not want to do something that that makes them feel uncomfortable with having um allowed us to purchase it. which which by the way is kind of an interesting concept because i would say most people think you know when i buy a home i can do whatever the heck i want to do with it who cares what the previous owners thought but we've had a handful of conversations over the last six months about the fact that your home was actually built for somebody and has a name and when you right. own one of those homes you become more of a steward and caretaker than you do just the current owner of the home. You know, there's lineage and history that you're trying to respect, which is obviously what we are looking for when we are trying to source the next homeowner, which you've been a real pleasure from everybody that I've talked to uh, in working with and accomplishing that goal. And, and, one, oh, yeah, and one of the things that you did also agree to do um, was getting the home registered with the National Register of Historic Places. Uh, tell us a little bit about that process. Right. So um, um, when we purchased the home, I thought that the process had had begun already. Um, so we but that wasn't that wasn't the case. So we um, we looked over the paperwork and I spoke with um, folks over at the Idaho Historical um, Society. And what I ended up doing was actually hiring a firm, a local firm called Stevens Historical Research. Um, um, I hired them to complete the paperwork for the submission. Uh, because the the committee that decides these things at the state level only meets twice yeah. a year. So I I didn't want to waste time with me trying to do something that someone else actually is employed to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I actually hired them um, and they just met uh, in early March. Um, what I know is that the state wants it on the historical register. And then once that gets approved, then it gets kicked up to the national historic yeah. level. So, um, uh, but what they came back with in early March is that they want some more pictures. Okay. Um, and so a member of that group is going to come back and actually take some pictures because um, 
they're they're about specific points in the house. Um, so they're they're making an exception, and they're going to um, actually come and make sure that the the photographic evidence is correct right, and supporting it. Yeah. Right. So we won't. So we actually won't know again for another almost six okay. months. <laughs> yeah. Quite the quite the process so, that you're not yet. It, yeah. it is. It is. It is a big process. But I, I I find it fascinating that there's people that get that that's what they get to do for a living <laughs> is, is research historical sites right. or residences or buildings. I, how fascinating. Yeah. Is that? Very, very fascinating. <laughs> You're learning all new things uh, yes. by, by stewarding this home. So that's a cool process. Well, um, and the other thing I wanted to highlight too, uh, you know, you, you made mention to it already is your interaction with, um, with the boys and the Phillips family. Um, I want you to talk a little bit more about that process. Like even at the beginning, you know, th this was a pretty unique sale and, um, you know, the, the types of questions and conversations and things that needed to be reviewed. And, you know, it invited a much higher level of collaboration between, you know, all parties when we were exploring this. Uh, but you got a chance to, you know, hear from and get to meet and talk with the Phillips family uh, throughout the whole process, really, even from the very beginning. And I'd love to hear more about what your experience was like um, in, in talking and working with them. Um, well, yes, from the very get go, the whole process was different than anything I had ever seen or that my realtor had ever seen in that I submitted a letter um, uh, stating why I was interested in purchasing the home and then um, actually was interviewed by yourself and Greg and Jeff and their wives and my realtor. We sat here and um, and they kind of wanted to get to know me and hope to find, they were hoping to find someone that didn't want to just come in and, uh, and ruin the, the historical qualities of yeah. the home. So that was, that was nerve wracking. I was super <laughs> nervous. <laughs> well, you didn't show it. So you, you did a good job. <laughs> Well, I'm a very laid back, you know, wear jeans all the time kind of yeah. person. And that morning I worried about what to yeah. wear. And then I thought, nope, nope, they're going to get, they're going to, they're going to see what they're yeah. going to get. <laughs> and that was a great plan because the Phillips boys are totally down to earth, you know, really easy to, to get to know and talk with people too. So I think that played well for you. Yeah, it was very interesting during the conversation. I still felt like I was you know, hadn't passed muster yet. And suddenly the verbiage changed to, you know, when you purchase the yeah. house. And I thought, oh, I've, I've passed some kind of mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. But, but they've been, they've been very open to emailing or um, when I call them or ask them questions about um, when certain changes were made. Uh, they are very amenable. Yeah. yeah. They have not been back. Um, and I'm looking forward to that, but, um, but I have let them know that they're you know, welcome, <laughs> that they're welcome whenever they're, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and even so, so initial interview, getting to know each other, um, did, did you have many interactions with them as the property was in transition? 
let's see. They came and um, after we closed, they came over and walked through and um, just kind of gave us a verbal history. Yeah. And I took um, notes. Uh, they showed my husband, you know, details about the yard or the sprinkling system, that kind of right. thing. And I, I know for sure that if I had a question, they would be happy to come. Right. I have definitely touched base with them via email um, every three weeks or so. I, <laughs> a question pops into my head and I'll drop them an email and just see if they remember right. or if they know. <laughs> yeah, and, and they love that, right? I mean, because like you said, this, is, this has been, you know, it's, it's a member of their family almost, you know. Right. And uh, the, the fact that you've been so uh, engaging of them in the process, I'm sure makes them, them feel really good, too. So, yeah, it's it's been fun to watch. It, like I stated, every time I catch up with them, they always have really good things to say about, you know, what you're doing. And, and the other thing, final note to make here is, um, in your particular instance here, is uh, a reason why you're also vested in the future upgrades of the home is because if you ever do sell the home again, we've also written, written it into the contract that uh, the Phillips family gets the first right of refusal to purchase it back. Right. And so right. that, that even matters, right? Oh, did I make the right upgrades for them to want to buy it again? <laughs> <laughs> or um, how will my kids feel about yeah, that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, which there were plenty of conversations there around that topic too. So I right. mean, the whole extended family was part of this process and had grown, you know, grown up revisiting the home over holidays and so, yeah, it, it's cool that you are such a sport and so willing to accommodate what we are trying to accomplish in making sure that the, the history and the preservation of that home, you know, stood the test of time and um, really, really appreciative of all the work that you've done with that place and, uh, and involving the family, you know, post new owners um, and we do look forward, and I hope that maybe the Phillips family gets a chance to do it beforehand, but look forward to the spring of 2020, where um, for those that were maybe not around in Boise or saw a lot of the press, but were unable to make it, that we'll get another chance to take a peek inside and check out your updates and see the home, maybe for the first time for some of our audience. And uh, what a, I, I mean, part of the reason why we asked for that really one of the major reasons why we asked for that is because it's so unique and one of a kind and it was pushing the limits of that time in terms of what you could get away with that we want that to be a mile marker and an inspirational point of reference for current and future architects and builders right oh definitely i think you know even for uh young people to you know, when you see what what's possible and there's not a lot of that here in the valley. Agreed. Uh, um, when you see what's possible, it it you know it could it can change the direction of totally. your life. And and you know I think what we all embrace as mid-century enthusiasts is that the house can be so much more than just a place to live. It can actually you know significantly contribute to your livelihood. And you own a home that does that, which is really cool. And, and we hope that that, um, you know, by the, by the process of touring it um, and getting more exposure to that property 
to, to people that are, you know, budding mid-century enthusiasts or budding architects, that it will inspire them to want more from their living spaces. Well, it's, it's, it is very interesting to think about those first conversations between Dr. Phillips and Art Troutner. Um, usually when people are looking to build a house, they're not looking to, to build an art yeah. piece. Yeah. And, and the fact that uh, the client was so uh, dead set on making sure that the people that he chose to work with understood that. <laughs> and he, found, right. and he right. found a perfect match. In a guy by the name of Art. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, anyway, well, hey, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, thanks again for taking some time with us and, and sharing with uh, the masses here about your experience of, you know, acquiring, stewarding, owning, and um, really learning so much more about the world of mid-century architecture. Uh, it's fun for a lot of us who have, who have been in this for a while to hear some of those first revelations and, you know, things that, that become important to you over time that uh, us as mid-century enthusiasts love and know and embrace. And so um, thanks again. Really well, appreciate it. Thank you for including me. I, I, I enjoyed speaking cool. with you. Well, till next time. Thanks again. Okay. Yeah. Thank bye -bye. you. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Till next time on Next Up. Mm -hmm.